Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Sports Car Championship Michelin GT Challenge at VIR. This is the first free practice and it's live here on Friday on IMSA Radio. The WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio. Uh, let's bring Jeremy Shaw in straight away. He's with me, John Hindoff, in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. Uh, and uh, we have a little bit of uh, a precipitation in the air. Hello, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, and uh, good to have your company here. So 42 minutes, minutes and, and uh, 50 seconds or thereabouts. Uh, oh, let me give you some times. Uh, Connor de Felipe, BMW M Team RLL at the top for GTD Pro. Remember, there's uh, 18 cars here, five GTD Pro and 13 GTDs, uh, and they get to battle it out themselves this weekend without uh, without uh, the interruption, uh, if you will, uh, of any of the G uh, any of the prototypes uh, at the moment. Jeremy, uh, notes on the uh, on the entry list uh, in terms of what we've got here. Yes, John. Of course, uh, this is the, uh, the the second of the GT only weekend for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Just round one round to go. After here, of course, everybody will be together for the Petit Le Mans at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta uh, next uh, next month. But for right now, GT cars only. So GTDs and GTD Pros. And we've got uh, 18 cars on the on the entry list. The regular five cars in GTD Pro. So we've got the Corvette for Corvette Racing. We've got the Faf Motorsports Porsche, the Vassar Sullivan Lexus, the Harley Racing Team Aston Martin, and of course the BMW M Team RLL M4 GT3. In GTD, again, the regular field here. However, with the addition, which is great, of the Magnus Racing AMR Aston Martin uh, entry for John Potter and Andy Lally. They were just planning on doing the Michelin Endurance Cup events this season. So they've done uh, Daytona, Sebring and 
Watkins Glen for the Salem Six Hours of the Glen. They were planning on just doing Petit Le Mans to finish off their season. However, uh, they couldn't get tyres to go testing, uh, but they could get tyres to go racing. So they're here this weekend to get some track time in preparation ah, uh, for Michelin Raceway. Absolutely right. So, so great news for Andy Lally, who I've actually seen the last couple of days. Uh, that over in Tennessee, we had a shootout for the TV show scholarship, and he was kind enough for coming, to come along and join us uh, for that, along with Aaron Johnson, who's also racing this weekend at the MX5 Cup. So that it's great to see then that number 44 Aston Martin back here in the field. The other car that's been kind of in and around and about for most of the of the season is the number 42 NTE Sport SSR, Star Spangled Racing, Lamborghini car number 42. Also, fabulous to see the hard point number 99 Porsche back in the fray as well. Rob Ferrell and Catherine Legg driving that car this weekend. So we've got 13 GTD cars to go along with the five GTD pros. Okay. Sorry, Jeremy, go ahead. Well, yeah, at the moment in this session, then uh, Colin Filippi fastest overall in number 25 BMW M Team RLL M4 GT4, GT3. Of course, that's a new car for this season. 145.196 is fastest time in this session. Next fastest is the best of the GTD non-pros. That would be Jan Halen in the right motorsports Porsche, kind of 16 at 145.390. Uh, and then behind him is the another of the BMWs, the Paul Miller Racing, car number one, Brian Sellers at the wheel of that car, and then Maddie Campbell in the FAF Motorsports GTD Pro Porsche car number nine. Rally at the top five, winner of the uh, uh, most, uh, most recent race in GTD, that's the Winwood Racing Mercedes, Russell Ward at the wheel of car number 57 at the moment. Take my life in my hands here a little bit and uh, see if uh, we can speak to Shay Adam down in the pit lane. Uh, hello, Shay, can you hear us? Hello, John, can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Uh, how's things there? A little bit of a sprinkle at the start of the session. Yeah, yeah, very much uh, rain on and off and big impending clouds of doom off far in the distance with rain coming in. Maybe not for this session, if we're lucky, if we keep doing this anti-rain dance, uh, but definitely a threat for the Michelin Pilot Challenge qualifying session. As you and Jeremy were just talking about, we got a lot of cars on this pit lane for this weekend, 18. And so I've walked all the way down to pit in end of things, which is where people are who aren't necessarily in the championship chase and as soon as i can scramble across the track i will and try and talk to some of those people that we haven't heard from for a while right super duper just leave your mic up it sounds great uh into the oh weather tech 79 car going slow at the uh at the top of the hill heading down the roller coaster uh, and heading down now through the hog pen and across the start finish line, the sound of the Merc, the big Merc V8 rumbling by. So this is free practice one. We've got the rest of the practice and qualifying tomorrow. Don't forget qualifying in sound and vision for you via imsonradio.com. Uh, the race on Sunday, we've got a bit of bonus coverage for you coming up for Mission and Pilots Challenge later on this afternoon, as we'll take the qualifying for that, which is coming up as the next session. And then, of course, we'll have the race for you for that. And all of the single manufacturer races and challenge races as well with Edomitsu Mazda MX-5 uh, back with us 
this weekend as well as prototype challenge jeremy and brian till taking you through the prototype challenge it'll be me and Shea. Uh, take you through the uh taking you through the Idemitsu master mx5 challenge when uh, we have those two races jeremy two classes here but the cars are all the same indeed so and uh, yeah a really good feel of the cars it's going to be super competitive as it always is in this championship right now yeah people getting up to speed most cars have uh, completed maybe a dozen laps or so in the session they've been in and out of the pits a couple of times so far but still relatively early stages in this session yeah 10 laps 11 laps the most laps uh, could be about any car that's the uh, the rick ware racing acura ryan eversley the wheel car number 51 and uh, it's going to be it's always super competitive i mean the IMSA technical team, they've got the balance of performance right between all these different cars that are competing in GTD and or GTD Pro. As you said, they're all running in the same specifications, whether they're in the Pro class or not. So this is a straight up battle between all 18 cars in this race. Of course, there's, there's the pride there of the Pro cars. They want to be ahead of the uh, Pro-Ams, if you like. Uh, and at the moment, they are doing with it. Colin Di Filippi remains at the top of the charts at 145.196. Half an hour uh, and a wee bit more to go. This is just an hour-long session. Tomorrow we get that uh, mixed session. Uh, actually, we won't have that, Jeremy, will we? Because uh, or do we? Do we still do we still have it for the bronze-rated drivers um, on the hour and a half session tomorrow? Um, yeah, well, that's a good that's a good question. Uh, I think no, actually, is the short answer to that one. It's it's this. The, the schedule I have, which is the which is the latest schedule, mm -hmm. says all classes oh, from 10:40 to 12:10. So okay. so no, I, I think it's going to be it, because there's only yeah everybody's in the same category here. There isn't the traffic uh, problem that they usually have. So no, I think it's just going to be straight up everybody out tomorrow morning 10:40 till 12:10 for the uh, an hour and a half. Then 90 minutes will be FP2, and I'll get ready to get the teams ready for qualifying, which will take place local time at 3.15. Again, just a one single 15-minute session then for qualifying. Let's uh, head to one of the teams that are back in the paddock after an absence. That's hard point is Rob Ferriol with Shea. Rob, I think it's safe to say every IMSA fan is happy. There's another Porsche in the paddock. How hard has it been for you to sit out these last few races, but at least knowing your return is at the home track? No, it has. It's been really difficult. You know, we've had to make some discipline decisions internally going into the summer to focus on some of our customer programs to make sure we have a good foundation on that. And then with the trailer fire, which was not a discipline decision, that was, you know, just luck of the draw. So we missed the Road America round, which we had hoped to be the round we came back to. So to be able to come back, be here for VIR, have a car, out on track, ready to rock and roll, we're super excited. For Hardpoint, this is a bigger weekend because you got the shop here, you got a lot of friends and family coming out. Do you feel the support? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we, I, I have not been able to get from one side of the paddock to the other in anything under an hour, which is fantastic. I mean, it's, it's humbling to have the fans out. It's humbling to have family and friends. You know, we've got the party going next uh, tomorrow night, the open house. You know, it's such a great environment for us as a team and for us just as a family. Porsche as a manufacturer has the best record in GTD of racing at VIR, the best average finish, if you will, as well. It's a wonderful thing to come in here. Seven previous uh, top five finishes out of 11 starts. Does that give you a little confidence boost, too? It absolutely does. My first 
set of four tires I put on this track. We're in a Porsche, so we feel we've got the right car. So cool. Good luck this weekend, Rob. Thank you. Good to have them back. Uh, and they'll be competitive this weekend. Russell Ward just having a wee bit of a slide a moment or two ago, but uh, he kept the AMG under control. Uh, and just on 32 minutes to go, hello to you and thank you for joining us if you are trackside here at VIR. And uh, thank you for supporting the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship Michelin GT Challenge here this weekend. I'm sure there'll be a few of you listening now who are either on the way or nearby getting ready for the weekend's action. If you can't make it to the trackside, don't forget we'll be on Sirius XM on Sunday for the main race. No uh, breaks, no interruptions, flag to flag. Uh, and that will be on uh, Sirius XM 20, I think it's 207 again this weekend, but I will check that out. Up to the top of the hill for the Liquid Molly BMW. That is the number 96 car. I had a problem with that earlier on. Bill Oblin, one of three cars that were involved in a little bit of a whoopsie that caused a red flag for a wee while. Uh, earlier on in the weekend. Actually, that scrub that from your mind. Um, it was Bill Oblin and it was a Turner car. It was the uh, Turner BMW, but that, of course, was in Pilot Challenge because this is the first session here. Did have a couple of red flags in that one. We'll get to that with Shea when we get to their racing. Down at uh, turn one a moment ago, lurid side for Maxime Martin. Lost the back end and got onto the grass at the big bend at the first corner. Uh, track times, Jeremy, 145.196, best for Conor De Filippi, and 145.390 uh, in the GTD for Ryan Hardrick, Wick in the Porsche number 16. How do they stack up with times we've seen here in the past? Yeah, uh, good question. And, of course, you know, we've all, in the past here, we've always had GTLMs and GTDs, the GT, GT only weekends, but the, the GTD race lap record was set by front, was actually set by Lawson Ashton back way, way, way back in 2017 in an Audi at 144.3, but that was sort of kind of different, different specs then. Last year's um, fastest race lap was by Frank Pereira in a Lamborghini, 145.0. The qualifying lap record also set last year in the, this wasn't to set the grid, this was the, the session to set the uh, to set the uh, the points for GTD last season because we had, yeah, complicated. But it was Ross Gunn then who has the fastest qualifying lap in a GTD car. That was the Aston Martin, a 143.356. So quite a way outside of that time so far in this session, but 45.1. Uh, is uh, is pretty competitive in terms of race pace. And that's about what, what one would expect for this first session of the weekend. We'll definitely get faster as the weekend goes along. It's Jeremy Shaw. He's in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre with me, John Hindorf. Just the two classes, Jeremy rightly says, with plenty of competition. Shields going on on an outlap for WeatherTech in the AMG GT3. And Jules 
what a season he's had. With uh, jumping between various cars and doing his usual work behind the wheel. HPD represented this weekend by the number 51 Acura, Ryan Eversley for Rick Ware Racing, just going across the line now in the multicoloured Acura NSX. Going down into the first corner now. Mainly purple, that car. And uh, just ahead of him uh, at the moment is the number 79. Is that uh, WeatherTech car then of Gilles Gounon? So who have we yeah. got? Have we got everybody out? No. Ross Gunn for Heart of Racing still in the pits. Uh, Andy Lally still shown in the pits. Uh, and Ben Barnicat, Vassar Sullivan, still shown in the pits. Madison Snow's yeah. just gone out for Paul Miller Racing in the M4 for the number one team. They need to start the race, I think, Jeremy, don't they, um, to clinch the sprint championship. Oh, looks like the number nine, Faf Porsche, Matthew Jaminer, who's just heading into the pits, Shea Adam, have a look at the front of that. I think he's been grass cutting in that uh, in that Porsche GT3. Oh, it smells awful, John. It just went by me on the pit lane. We have had two other cars that done a bit of grass cutting <laughs> so far this morning, uh, this afternoon. Excuse me, not quite feeding enough to uh, be a full baby goat. I think this one <laughs> might just take the cake, though. Uh, Frank Montecalvo went off in the number 12. No, sorry, it was Aaron Tielitz went off in the number 12 Vassar Sullivan Lexus at the beginning of the session and brought back a Lexus-sized grill full of grass. Jan Halen went off in the 16 Wright Motorsport Porsche. Barely any grass in that one, though. He didn't do a very good job. Uh, I'll let you know. I'll be down to the Faf Porsche in just a minute here, though, and we'll see how many goats this one can feed. Uh, that's a lot. That's, yeah. Um, that's an awful lot of uh, feed there. Bit of damage on the left-hand rear of the number 79 WeatherTech AMG. As he comes into the pits, the offending piece of bodywork wow. is not on the circuit, thank goodness, because it's a fairly hefty chunk from behind the wheel on the left-hand rear. Uh, and the left-hand quarter uh, of the rear bumper, uh, and that is halfway up the back straight, Jeremy. Um, now, was that a little rotation, maybe? Uh, actually, it looks like it was going up to the top right. It was going up to the top of the hill through the climbing S's off the circuit. Yeah. Still don't see how he lost that, well, though. I, I reckon he probably just ran over the exit curbing there. John, there's the, the NTE Lamborghini off the road up at uh, Oak Tree as well. What well, used to be Oak Tree. Well, it's still called Oak Tree Bend. Yeah. The Oak Tree itself isn't there. Uh, but uh, I think that's number 57 car. I think it went off on the on the on the on the previous corner, but it sort of dragged over the uh, the um, exit curb there, and I think probably just kind of got hooked that rear corner because that's a that's a heck of a, a a force that must have been generated to rip you know, that that whole rear section completely yes. in half. Yes. Um, so it must have been a heck of an impact on that on that. It must have been on the curbing because I don't think he was into the fence. Uh, anywhere up there, although he tried a few laps ago, 
Uh, actually, that's the WeatherTech car. Is that the weather? That's the WeatherTech it's, car. It, no, it's the, the it's the WeatherTech car, and that went off. That yeah. the thing that surprised me there, Jeremy, that went off uh, with the right-hand Michelin tyres off at the top of the climbing S's. Good point. Um, and so, what did he hit before that? Well, I think he was probably off with both, uh, all four wheels, but by the time he'd finished with the off. Yeah, but well, that's down the back straight past the secondary <laughs> pits. So that's taken a while. That's where it's yes, where it's fallen off. Yes. yes. <laughs> So maybe just over did it coming out of Oak Tree. Not sure. Regis uh, Lefebvre down in the pit lane with his uh, camera around him. Cameras being, well, a, uh, an absolute feature of the uh, IMSA Championship. And all the years I've been going there, he and Rick Dole among the talent of, uh, really talented photographers that we have. Many of their shots you'll see. Um, Jamie Price has joined in in the last few years as well. We have an embarrassment of riches of good snappers. True. Uh, shit is down true. at Faf and the plaid Porsche in the pit lane. Uh, and that car uh, has not, let y left, not yet left uh, the pit <laughs> lane shape. No, no, it hasn't. And uh, they had a leaf blower employed to try and get the rest of the grass clippings out from underneath the car. This, I say, takes the cake for the most grass I've ever seen brought back into the pit lane. My grandpa is a farmer and he used to have Belgian workhorses. I think this could feed one of them for a full meal. As the raindrops start to fall a little bit more seriously here on the pit lane and that big storm that's looming off in the distance is moving ever closer. Although a local did tell me it's not going to rain for this session. Not entirely sure if I do believe that. Oh, and by the way, it's Jam Jam, uh, Matthew Jaminet, and Matty Campbell's first time to VIR for both of the championship leaders. Another one of those that I would have lost a bet on, John. That's remarkable. You're making it up, Shea. You really are. Thank you. Shea no. Adam down in the pit lane. If you want to get in touch with us, of course, it is at IMSA Radio. Uh, and thank you to all those who have, whether you're here trackside or further afield in terms of you're listening this Friday afternoon, Friday evening as it is in the UK. Almost half ten in Central Europe, half nine in the UK. Uh, and Shay Adam is telling me of further woes and a car in this early part of running with still 25, uh, 22 and a half minutes to go. Uh, someone behind the wall, Shay. That would be the WeatherTech Racing Mercedes, car number 79. Cooper McNeil won here back in the GTC days. Not like he needs any extra laps around Virginia International Raceway, but who are we kidding? Everybody needs more laps around this place. Mm. But Joel Gunyan, his co-driver for this weekend, never raced here before. So maybe that was something, Jeremy, a little more fundamental. Thanks, Shea, sorry. A um, little more fundamental than just bodywork there, because that car, now it is driving, uh, thanks to the onboard, um, yeah, John, but, but that, 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 as I just said, that, you know, that, that the force that was involved in tearing off yeah, that agreed. big chunk of bodywork was immense. So I'd be really surprised if it was sort of merely cosmetic. Uh, and uh, it's certainly stout enough contact with something to warrant a closer look than is totally feasible down on the pit lane. So it certainly makes sense to take it back to the garage. Uh, and, and have a good good look around that back end of the car. Here's a replay again coming up through 
the, the climbing S's past those condos on the left-hand side of the racetrack. This is next right-hander. I think he just carried a bit too much speed. Oh, uh, he was all the way off, yeah. Indeed. So he was uh, all four was, off, yeah, not just yeah, the right-hand side. And it was probably as he came back onto the racetrack there, there's a yeah. you know, little bit of a drop-off there from the asphalt onto the grass, and it probably just kind of hooked it, if you like, and just ripped off that, that rear bodywork. And, uh, yeah, that would have felt fairly... Uh, He'd have felt that in spite uh, of the car, that's for sure. I mean, good news is it has driven back to the pit lane with yeah. a driver on board. Um, I think they'll be wanting to look at drive shafts and um, the left rear suspension mounts to see. Uh, it, it may also be, of course, that the driver, uh, who was Gilles Gounon, um, felt something in the back of that car. And I did see Cooper McNeil come out over the wall as well uh, in his rear suit, but not helmeted, and have a quick look underneath the left rear of that car. Uh, the exhausts from memory are side exhausts on that car, so hopefully no issue there. But as I say, um, you've got drive shafts, you've got a, a transaxle gearbox in the back of there, and you've got all kinds of suspension components as well. Might even have the power steering pump further back on that car. I can't remember if, uh, if that's where they relocated that one to uh, or not. So there might have been an issue with a... Uh, you sometimes drive a, uh, a pump off directly off the gearbox casing, the diff casing, and that might have thrown a belt as well if that's been uh, bouncing around a little bit. But they're going to have a look at it. It's back in its garage, and very lovely garages they are too. Beautifully maintained. Infrastructure here, absolutely outstanding. They are towards the pit in end of the garages which are behind pit lane you can't get access to the garages themselves from the pit lane but Shea Adam spurred on by our talking about them has uh, already decided to get up there so just yeah, that, that, sorry Joe that, go ahead that, well that, that number 79 car of course it ran uh, most of the season in GTD Pro uh, just the last couple of races in GT d regular but that car has set fastest lap in, in one or other of those classes on five different times during this season pretty remarkable it's been a kind of a, a musical chairs alongside cooper mcneil in that car it was danny Junkadela last time around who set a blistering lap at road america that was fastest by anybody in gtd or gtd pro by by a chunk last time uh, and uh, prior to that uh, jules gunio last drove the car uh, at uh, Lime Rock, and he set fastest lap of the race in the car uh, on that occasion as well. So the car is fast, whoever is driving it, as we see the number 44 car off the road, that's John Potter, who is at the wheel of the uh, Aston Martin at the moment. But uh, yeah, number 79 car is fast, but it's just had all sorts of dramas, and another one during this session as well, currently sees that car behind the wall. Uh, no changes in the times of late. No, the only change was a little while ago, the number uh, 32 uh, uh, Courthoff Motorsport, Team Courthoff Motorsports uh, Mercedes, kind of a 32, did jump up to second place overall, first in GTD. It was Stephen McAleer who set that time uh, before handing the car over to Mike Skeen, who's at the wheel at number 32 car at the moment. 
Shea Adam has gone back behind into behind the pit lane into the paddock area and uh, there was just a scary little moment a moment or two down a turn one and I think it was the team caught off car that had spun around the 32 with Mike Skeen uh, behind the wheel but no harm no foul uh, the following car uh, managed to avoid it Shea what's going on down at Shear WeatherTech, uh, that is C-H-E-Z, and not S-H-E-A. <laughs> I take it they are looking at the left-hand rear of that car because it's taking a bit of a clunk. Yeah, they are, and they said it's an expensive repair. Uh, it's one that will not be made in time for them to get back out for the remainder of this session, but it will be repaired in time for the photo shoot that they have at the end of the day. So they said it's nothing too bad. They didn't want to comment on what exactly it was as of yet, but that from the looks of it, it's going to take a little bit more than the time left on the clock. Okay, thank you. So... That's a bit of a blow for those guys. Ryan Hardwick might have had an off there up at Oak Tree as well, because he's going pretty slowly in car number 16. He, he, looks, he, he looks a bit sort of um, sneaking away from the scene of a crime, <laughs> doesn't he? Just, does, yeah. just lost the back end coming out on that new part of the, uh, of the surface there and spun to the inside, driver's right hasn't picked up too much grass on the intakes there just try to take a tiny little bit too much speed through the second half a few years ago behind the curbs was paved over there the yellow and blue curves curbs used to be grass there which got chewed up rather quickly and among many many sensible upgrades down through the years here uh, by the ownership group and hello connie hello kerrigan and thank you for putting on such a great event. The place looks fabulous, by the way. Um, beautifully trimmed and manicured. But a little, little bit of extra paving around the edges where people yeah. drop off. We don't talk about, uh, we don't ever talk about track limits here, Jeremy, because on most places at the circuit, you've got grass up at the edge of the circuit. And anywhere where there needs to be a little bit more hard standing there is some but it's not as if you can really cut the corners and get advantage here uh, i'm not sure i agree with you there to be perfectly honest huh? but that, that extra paving well i mean that has altered the characteristics of that corner quite frankly because you you can now run easily over that the, the curb's completely irrelevant right now uh, with the yeah. suspension on, on, on modern cars so you just use a lot more road there at the exit um, and so yeah, yeah i'm not so sure that's a particularly good one to be honest um i can see why it's been done but uh, why not just take the curb, the curb out and move the curb back? Um, there's, there's no, yes, no, true. There's no, you know, there's no, no compunction there about staying on the racetrack, which yeah, I'm not sure that really jives with the way I would be uh, thinking about. Uh, but uh, it, it is what it is, and um, and you know they, they can now, I think, most likely carry a bit more speed through that corner than they could previously have done so without risking running over and, and over that edge and into the dirt, so to speak. Yeah, good point. I like that idea. Just move the whole curb back. don't know if you saw... No, I don't. I don't. Well, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a sharp corner. It's a tight corner. It's a, it's a yeah. double apex, tightening radius right-hander. Um, but if, you, if you're going to use all that, ex, you know, that extra, extra asphalt on the exit, I, I haven't been to it, so I don't know, mm. you know what, what, what it is, whether it's 
a, a different, um, it's probably a different mix of uh, asphalt than, than is on the racetrack itself. So it might have a different grip coefficient. It might be there is no gain by going out and using it, but I'd, I'd kind of be surprised. Um, so uh, it's, you know, it's definitely changed a little bit, but back then we've seen quite a few cars running over it and getting away with it, not having any, any you know, no harm, no foul. Whereas number 16, Carl, we just saw spin there. He didn't get that far before he was going backwards. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, let's he go down. Just after the apex, didn't he? Let's go down to Russell Wards from the Winwood team. Uh, about to jump in the car, here. Russell, the last three races that you've started have ended up in victory. What has this been like for Winward Racing to finally get that redemption? Yeah, it's just an awesome succession of uh, of you know races. The you know the past at the end of the season, it feels really good. I mean, the team is on point. They're working so hard, and the dedication is is just amazing to see. So. You know, I love this racetrack, and so does the Mercedes AMG GT3. So hopefully, we can we can repeat what we've done in the past couple of races, which have just been top notch. So looking forward to another uh, top step finish here. How different is this track in the GT3 compared to the GT4, which you know so well? You know, the the cars are are really similar in a sense. They share the same chassis, share the same gearbox, but uh, you know, the GT3 has a lot more aero, and it it feels really fast around here. Super stable up to the S's. I mean, we're flat through the S's, so. It's, uh, it's a big change, really, with the aerodynamics of this car versus the GT4, but both of them are a blast to drive. Are you enjoying racing more than ever now that you're winning uh, basically every weekend? Yeah, look, I mean, I, I don't want to you know, get into that just yet because the moment you stop pushing, you know the guys next to us on either side are pushing just as hard. So, you know, for us, there's always, always room for improvement. And, you know, we, we haven't, you know, we're, we're still growing. We're still getting there. So you should uh, expect to see a lot more from Winwood Racing. Thanks, Russell. Awesome. Thank you, Shay. The blue and black car, the number 57, just heading towards Oak Tree now in the hands of his teammate, Phil Ellis. Philip Ellis, who rides over those yellow curbs that we were just talking about. Now on the back straight, heading up to... There's a sort of a double dip there. Come up the cross of one rise, just crested, drop down a little bit, and then up to the... Uh, through the dip again and then up to the top of the roller coaster, well named. Diving down through to the final corner. Get out of sequence with that part of the racetrack where that AMG GT3 is now and you're really in trouble because it just gets worse as you come down unless you really just get right out of the power and get the speed down. But if you get out of sequence with that, we've seen many times during the down through the years, Jeremy, somebody have a very big off at the final corner and end up almost as far enough off that they've got to show their pass to get back in again. You can go a long way off there. And if there's a bit of dew in the early morning or there's been a little bit of rainfall, that grass is actually extremely difficult because um, quite a lot of that area is actually below track level, isn't it? You've got to drive back up a little grassy hill to get back on the track. Yeah, true that uh, it, it is. It's we've seen some, well, we've seen a lot of uh, scary incidents here at uh, VIR over the years. To be, to be fair, but uh, as you said, you know, the track has worked so hard to try and uh, minimise the the possibility of any serious injury, at least to the drivers. But uh, to early this year, uh, Eric Eric Foss had a big crash in testing up at the top of the hill, be, be, just before the roller coaster, and there's been two or three big shunts there this year as well. Uh, but as you say, down the bottom of the hill as well. 
it's uh, it's easy to go off there's, there's a lot of places here you can do, do a lot of damage it's it's again it's a real driver's course that's why the drivers love it so much because it is a serious challenge here uh, and there are consequences if either you make a mistake or god forbid there's any kind of mechanical failure which is what which is what happened with eric foss by the way shame uh, Shea is telling us that the raindrops are getting a little heavier uh, on the pit lane temperature in the air a pleasant 86 fahrenheit or 30 celsius 32 celsius or 90 fahrenheit on the track so a few bits and pieces of rain fall now nobody's got the windscreen wipers on yet out there on the circuit the heat of the the residual heat in the track surface and on the michelin slick tires you should be okay in comes the windward 57 car uh, also in the pit lane at the moment as Phil Ellis comes in Alex Riveras for Heart of Racing Robbie Foley Turner Motorsport Brian Sellers has just gone out in the number one Paul Miller Racing BMW and in fact the FAF car's just gone back out again still plenty of heat coming off the surface though Jeremy so I don't think anybody's thinking about putting treaded tyres on this is still very much Michelin slick at the moment uh, I think you're right yes and uh, Mike Skeen is back in the pits in the uh, uh, Team Courthoff, kind of a 32, the Mercedes, but it, uh, not after resetting the fastest GTD lap. So he's gone a little bit quicker than Steve McAleer did in that car. A 145.348 for Mike Skeen in that kind of a 32. And uh, it's Colin Filippi who still remains as fastest overall at a 145.196 in the BMW M Team RLL car number 25. Third fastest overall remains uh, the time from, from Jan Halen uh, much earlier, 145.390. Ditto Brian Sellers uh, is uh, fourth quickest overall, third in GTD, 145.399. Then one tenth of a second slower him is this Faf Motorsports Porsche with the, uh, the windshield wiper running right now. Doesn't seem to be any uh, major precipitation yet, uh, but the windshield wiper is running on, a, on that Faf Porsche. Might be just checking it's working. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Because <laughs> you do, if there's a downpour in qualifying on the race, you don't want to hit the switch and find out that the fuse blew three races ago, but you've never used it since then. So you don't, <laughs> want, you don't know. I wonder if one or two people might just scrub in a set of or two of wets here, Jeremy. Just take the uh, take the release agent uh, off it. I, I, I have to say, I'm not sure it's raining enough to was that windscreen wiper on the number nine which sort of half parks in the straight up and down position and it's on the intermittent setting at the moment uh, oh you know, see i say that and at the top end of the circuit by where the oak tree used to be it is actually coming down quite heavily so i take that yeah. back i take it back and she's telling me now that one or two teams are getting their rain tires on the wall with six and a half minutes to go yeah good point that lap for matthew jabonet was 154.4 so that's uh, that's eight or nine seconds away from his best lap so far. Uh, I think that was it. Was that his out lap? He might have been. Might have done yes, one it lap was. Before that. Yeah. So yeah, okay. So, um, but uh, yeah, no, it, it certainly. Uh, yeah, there's some tyres up on the wall. Teams, at the very least, thinking about that switch to wet weather tyres. I think it's. I don't. Well, I don't know because I'm. Can't see, but uh, that weather does seem to be. Looming larger, as Shay was saying. Most of the cars, though, in the pit, have only got, I think, four or five cars out on the track at the moment. 
Weather seems to be at the oak tree turn end of things. Just heading up there at the moment that is the right motorsport Porsche. Uh, no, it's not, excuse me. That is the uh, number 32, the court, the court off car. Saw the flash of light blue there. Yes. Um, but uh, the air intake on the bonnet is entirely wrong for a, a Porsche. There's enough to, to sort of see beading on the bodywork now, but the track is still what I would say is dry, but we'll keep an eye on the lap times and listen very carefully to the throttle application by Mike Skeen. Coming down through the roller coaster now and down towards the final corner. Yeah, and um, it's, uh, you know, his sector times are you know, pretty respectable. Uh, his, his middle sector on this lap is only six tenths away from the fastest sector of all in that middle sector. So uh, it's, but there's certainly, as he heads in towards turn one there, there's definitely some more pre precipitation. That lap though, Mike, Mike Ski in 147.3, which is two seconds away from his fastest time. So, uh, but I, I would say now, as he went up into turn one at that stage, we can see from the camera, there's definitely a little bit uh, you know, more spots of yeah, rain yeah. than there had been on the previous lap run. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, um I, I'd almost forgotten how glorious that Mercedes, that big capacity V8 Mercedes engine uh, sounds um, in isolation. Normally, of course, uh, bar one of the race, we have prototypes out there as well. And sometimes the variety of engine notes from the GTs are rather lost in that mix, but fantastic to hear that big growling almost visceral V8 up the oak tree now well I tell you what Mike is still fairly confident on the throttle there he wasn't hanging about getting a full throttle which is exactly what you do yeah. when you're confident in the grip levels and it's the the rain on that side of the race course if you will yeah. so from oak tree and then down the back straight down towards about the back at uh, the uh, end of the lap at the final corner is where the the drops are the worst. I think so, I, but it did seem to more, more down toward turn one as well. That's it. Uh, so now it seems to be oh, on yeah, the, you're right. the southern, southern end of the racetrack more than the north end. And, and that middle sector last time I was, was 44.1 seconds, and that's only four tenths away from the fastest sector time of all wow. it, it through there. So uh, clearly at that north end of the racetrack, it's, it's I think, drier. What's his sector? Lap time there was a 47.2. I think it was about the same as the previous lap, but yep. he, 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 uh, he, he made time in, in different places on the lap. Again, the final sector was about a second I, off I, the, the fastest one so far. I know it is risky to send your drivers yeah. out if it's getting wetter, yeah. but I do think that's, that's a great call from Tim Courthoff Motorsport and Mike Skeen. I mean, Mike's an experienced driver, but just getting to feel that car as the as the conditions are changing on worn slick tyres, I think that's so smart to do that. We've got the the number nine car out as well, the Porsche of Faf. Uh, that's Matthew Jaminet, and share with another. No, that can't be true statement. But neither the Matthews Caminier or, uh, Caminier or Jamble um, who they will be from <laughs> now on uh, Matthew <laughs> or Matty Campbell have been here before which seems just impossible 
so they're getting a bit of extra now i tell you how how confident jam jam as he's known is he actually locked up the right front michelin going to the end of the roller coaster there before dropping down over the top so he's pushing in that number yeah. nine car he's really yeah. pushing in that plaid porsche that comes to the line now jeremy he is john is it last lap was a 46.9 that car's best time a 145.4 so just a second and a half off a uh, 47.0 as he flashes across the line this time so yeah turning some really good laps right now uh, as we see seeing some more spots of rain there i think that's mainly though isn't it that that uh, southern end of the racetrack uh, one and two and three at the moment perhaps the, the, the uh, dampest not wettest dampest part i would say it was a big slide there going through three but uh, yeah there's only actually he's now the only car on the racetrack because mike skeen has just come into the pits the only other car was out uh, a minute or two ago was brian sellers in the number one bmw he's back into the pit lane now as well just uh, a bit of imsa news is the checkered flags due to come out uh, the this coming in uh, from the imsa news wires 12 race schedule finalized over six events for the new vp racing sports car challenge lmp3s and gt4s together on the track that starts uh, next year uh, it will include being here on the 25th to 27th of august so uh, daytona and lime rock have been added weathertech taken away from that for that series so it's daytona for the Rolex 24, Sebring for the Mobile One 12 Hours, Canadian Time Motorsport Park on July 7th to 9th, Lime Rock 21st to the 22nd of July, here at VIR 25th to 27th, and then finishing off at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta for Motul. But see Le Mans, full details oh. on that on IMSA.com or on Sportscar365 as well. Let's find out how Conor de Filippi thought that went. It went pretty well, she Adam. He had the fastest time. Yeah, and for Connor, he's keeping very uh, cool and calm and remaining aware that this isn't where he won the race. But VAR is a place where you have won the race before. And 2018 was one of my favorite victories for you and Alexander Sims back when. Does it feel like this car is capable of replicating that fantastic win? Yeah, so far, FP1 went great. The car felt really good. Uh, there's a few areas, obviously, to improve, but certainly being at the top is always a positive start to the weekend. Um, definitely one of my favorite tracks of the year. I think it's one of the greatest tracks on our calendar. It's raw, um, fast, has every type of uh, you know corner that you could wish for, and you know I think I have high hopes. I think we have a, a great car that really can be competitive here. It's always hard to tell after free practice one what everyone's doing, but uh, I think we can qualify up front and uh, obviously want to go for the win on Sunday. Now I went into the tracks offices yesterday, and they have tickets from 2012 hung up on the wall, framed and everything. BMW on the front of those tickets. The tickets from this year have BMW on the front of them. Clearly, this is a BMW track. Are you feeling that love? I'll take any love I can get. I think uh, any little, I'm, I'm not a superstitious person in, in a lot of ways, but um, 11's always been my lucky number. My parents flew out for this one, and their uh, their playing row is 11, and our garage this weekend is 11. So let's hope uh, lots of good omens are giving us some luck this weekend. Uh, if we just have a, a clean weekend, I think we can really win this one. So. Let's just keep our fingers crossed that everything uh, goes our way and we have no no bad juju come after us. Good luck, Connor. I'll look out for more 11s for you. Thank you. Shea Adam down in the pit lane. Checkered flag is out. Mathieu Jaminet, the only man on the track. He saw it. He's done his in-lap and into 
the pit lane. 145-196 for Conor de Filippi earlier on. That was the best of the pro cars, the best of the am cars. I, I think that was Stephen McAleer who did the car for the, the time for the court off car, Jeremy, wasn't it? 145-348? Actually, Mike Skeen incrementally improved it to just, uh, just a little while oh, ago, did he? actually. Right, okay. Yeah, but uh, well, almost identical him. times between these two, but it was Mike who was fractionally quicker. Well done to Mike. So definitely worth staying out there in, in those changeable conditions. A couple of cars to keep an eye on. Well, the 79 car uh, went behind the wall after Jules Gounon uh, went off the track with some uh, left rear damage. We'll keep an eye on that because uh, obviously that car uh, is uh, one of the favourites to be at the sharp end of the GTD field, the 13 car GTD field. But they've got a wee bit of time this evening and tomorrow morning before they are on track. And Jeremy Shaw, the stat that you love to give us uh, with cars that are so close together in those times um, with, I mean, uh, 1.6 seconds between the top 15, but it, it's even closer uh, further up the field. Yeah, it is. I mean, the top 14 cars, uh, well, are within just, just over three quarters of a second, which is, wow. which is pretty tight, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I think that bodes well for the rest of the weekend. Uh, yeah, on a, what, a 105-second lap. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's pretty good. Thank you to Jeremy uh, with me here in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre and indeed to Shea Adam and particularly to our technical team, uh, both here at the circuit at Charlotte and in London for getting around our gremlins earlier on. No harm, no foul. We got all of the action in and we talked to the fastest driver as well. Don't go too far away if you're listening in RS2 or you're here at the track because we'll have full live coverage, uh, a little bit of bonus coverage for you this Friday uh, of the Michelin Pilot Challenge qualifying and every session of the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship this weekend is live on IMSA Radio and we've got qualifying live in sound and vision for everybody with no blocks or breaks. That comes up tomorrow, but it's Mission and Pilot Challenge qualifying next, live here on IMSA Radio. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.